Welcome to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I am your host, at least for this last episode before I kill myself. Joe Prano, coming to you from Southern California. And as always, coming to you from Venice Beach, California, in the Laz Lair, my co-host, Andy Laz Lazarus. How are you, Laz? Don't do it, Joe. Stay up, bro. I mean, listen, uh, that was an epic shit pushing in by joe musgrove is all i could say a lot lot to talk about let's shoot do we is that where we start yeah let's start let's start with the mets because like i heard a little bit on dirty sports this morning and i think you're right um in one aspect and then i have to apologize to san diego padres fans for this when we were going through the teams i completely forgot about josh bell right I have no idea how I completely forgot about that monster. Um, uh, maybe it's because once he came over, he kind of sucked, and I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the last few weeks or whatever. But uh, he was awesome in this little three-game set, and um, the throw-in to the throw-in to the Soto deal. Yeah, the th- a throw-in. I mean, like, like you guys couldn't have used jo- Josh Bell and Juan Soto. Well, of course we could have. And everybody thought we were going to. Because what do we give a shit about farmhands when so, so the supposedly, well, we know he's the richest owner in baseball, but supposedly Mr. Gonna Win it doesn't give a shit about spending. Which, again, that was my, to reiterate what I said on Dirty Sports, that's the frustrating part is. You're halfway in and halfway out. Yeah. Don't go all the way in and then tap the brakes when you get to this deadline situation because what you're bringing, you want to preserve your farm system, but then you had to bring up uh, Beatty and Alvarez kind of at gunpoint because of like injuries and other shit. Like you didn't bring them up. You didn't give them a chance to like get comfortable in the lineup for the end of the year. And And why was he on the playoff roster? If you're not going to use them at all, that being Alvarez, we do not know. I mean, I know, um, you know, and I was I I know Starling Marte came right back and, you know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but it felt like the only guy who was hitting at the end of the season was Jeff McNeil and he was out of the two hole. And then for the playoffs, you flip flop him for Starling Marte. Well, basically, Starling Marte was in the two hole the whole year. Right. But he's been hurt for a long time. To me, to me, the thing with. Uh, this the lineup, and I don't want to get on Buck too much about the lineup for a hundred and one win team, but I don't understand. Let's say every let's say you have all of your guys as is, like let's say everybody's healthy and everybody's good and everybody's in the lineup. The guy who wins the batting title hits fifth. The yeah, t- dude. Honestly, honestly, like I know he won the batting title. But watching McNeil hit, at least in that last game, I had zero confidence he would do anything to Musgrove. And it really didn't look like he was going to hit anything hard 
at all. He did. He looked like a non-factor. Well, like everybody looks like a non-factor. They got one hit. Yeah, but like, I mean, like he, like I, I know a nervous hitter being a former nervous hitter. Like I, I know what it looks like, bro. And that did not. It looked like he was swinging a, a wet rag. To be honest, like he looked overmatched. And I know he's a great hitter and he's a great contact guy, and he chokes up halfway up the bat and all that. But it just didn't look like he was going to make any kind of hard contact at all. And I and I thought honestly, like the I I didn't think I mean Musgrove was just on one last night. I don't think they would have done anything. Now let's talk. Let's let's, let's talk about let's talk about the Musgrove thing because it wasn't too it wasn't dove too deep on the Dirty Sports podcast Mm -hmm. today. There's been a lot of talk on the internet, Uh, Padres fans, but also, um, you know, it's funny to me. It actually is something that gives me confidence um, about the future of the Mets mm-hmm. is that we have become the villain somehow. I don't know how this happened. I thought we were the lovable second team in town. I thought whatever. The fact that everybody suddenly, like baseball fans everywhere, suddenly, like the Braves fans can't stop thinking about the Mets but you know, like Cardinals fans, Phillies fans, Dodger fans, Padres fans, Yankee fans. The fact that no one can stop thinking or talking about the Mets actually gives me confidence because it makes me feel like the Yankees suddenly makes me feel like, Oh, are you guys worried that just year in and year out, we're going to be there spending as much as we can possibly spend to be like, that's fine. But we, I like, we have the, we have the highest, highest payroll in baseball for the first time fucking ever uh and suddenly you know we're the the, we're the yankees we're the 90s yankees hey man heavy wears the crown you know yeah but we 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 don't rather be that guy sure rather be the guy everybody's talking about it gives me confidence but there's been a lot of talk on the internet today about the buck checking of musgrove um it's not it wasn't a good look bro well there's two two things here one um, it was, it was said at length on the internet last night when it was occurring that Bob Melvin, uh, former A's manager, uh, was directing players essentially to step out during Chris Bassett at, you know, Chris Bassett, that Bassett against Chris Bassett to, right. to rile him. So it's like the, the idea that this gamesmanship is like, you know, uncool. Or like, you know, forbidden or whatever. It's like, so you guys did it for five straight innings every well, time Bassett was in the. Yeah, the- I mean, but Bassett can also combat that. Bassett can quick pitch you. Bassett, like Bassett doesn't have to just be reacting to whatever the Padres are doing. I mean, you think Johnny Cueto would let that happen? Right. You think Pedro would let that happen? But my point is, is Bassett has a has a style of taking his time. And mm-hmm. then suddenly his former manager has got guys stepping out twice in every at bat. So it's like the idea, I guess the, my here's, here's what I'm saying. Uh, but that game, the game was still in the balance there. Yeah. And, and I, the reason it was a bad look on Buck, it was just a desperate look because Joe Musgrove was shoving. Right. This, and but they he, had but, one hit and it, you know, it wasn't hit hard. Here's you know? my, here's my, my point, and I agree, it was a desperate look. But here's my point about the uh, the the move by Buck is this is brought on by 
as he said in the post game, he's getting a lot of information. So if you look at it, every single pitch uh, Musgrove threw last night, spin rate up over a hundred mm-hmm. on his season app. Like w- whatever the case may be, he's on one, mm-hmm. but like he's on one is, is he's hitting his spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing he was hitting his spots. He's and on like, one. He's on one. And he's on one and his spin rates are all up. I mean, I, it, it could be, I mean, I don't know, but bro, I, I know a guy hitting his spots and pitching great pitching lights out when I see it. And he was pitching to- lights out. Totally. I, I, that's what I said on dirty sports is like, you can be upset at the way the Mets are a streaky bunch and they, you can be upset that it's a must win game and they get one. It's also hit. a three game series. Like this shit could, I mean, we were over four on all our picks, right? It's tough, you know, right. but, you know? but, but my point is, is like, you also got to tip your cap to a guy who's shoving, yeah. Um, but all, but at the same time, the the internet abuzz with why are Joe Musgrove's ears on fire? Why are his spin rates up a hundred yeah. on everything? I mean, and, I saw them check his ears. What the fuck were they checking his ears for? I guess whatever he might have had on his ears. Fighter tack. Yeah. But or, they found nothing. Right. They found nothing. I and, I've never seen a pitcher get his ears checked before in my life. Have you? Right? No. Never. I've, I've, never seen, seen I've, I've seen the head get checked. I've seen the hat get checked. Yeah, I've seen right. the hair. Scherzer had right. to get his hair checked, I think, at right. one point last year. Um, check the and, glove. Check and the there's heat. the thing. If you go to John Boy, who's you know, the ultimate yeah. baseball what account, he's got he's got Musgrove. He's got Musgrove after he turns his glove over and they're looking at his glove, giving a, an ear wipe before they uh, go to his head. Interesting. Um, but my point is this. Um, Let's let's take out the oil slick covered ears and the aggressive random jump and spin rate. Let's take that out. If it's just Buck being like, I'm going to fuck with his head. Isn't that Bob Melvin being like, guys, step out every opportunity you get? Well, yeah, sure. But like, I think the big difference is where it was in the game and what had happened in the game. Right. You know, when Bob Melvin is doing, he's trying to establish something at the beginning of a game to gain an edge because he knows something about Bassett. When Bob or uh, Buck does it, they're down seven, nothing in the sixth inning have only like got one base runner. And it was like some sawed off single, whatever right. it was, Right. you know? The guy was dominant. And 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 Buck, I don't know if you saw this. They showed it earlier in the game. Buck was on this pretty early in the game. I don't know why he didn't do it earlier. In the first inning, he's yeah. collecting baseballs off the bat boy. And he like they showed him in the first inning checking baseballs. Buck well, then had, he should have done it. He I know. It. I know. I mean, Buck knows more about baseball than you and I will ever know, right? Yeah. Like, and he he could spot uh fucking somebody using spider tack from probably a million miles away and so if he thought so he shouldn't have waited so long because belvin was having the guys uh step out and honestly i'm not even mad at melvin for that i mean it's that's that's the difference that's what a a manager brings that's all a manager can really do you know uh I i think you're right in that like they vastly underestimated or overestimated their own hitting ability you know, I mean, besides you got Lindor and you got the polar bear 
and you got, you know, cheeky Jeff McNeil, but everybody else there, I mean, Starling Marte is a good player, but he was hurt. He, you know, he's not in rhythm. Everybody else in that lineup is just, just a guy. I mean, the, the, the bottom line with the Mets lineup, which is really where this is, this, the deadline was so frustrating. And I argued with guys, you can see me arguing with my good friend, John Sampanero. If you go back to my Twitter, uh, who's Mr. Positive Mets fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always looking at the, you know, silver lining. And I, I texted him last night. I was like, if you come with some like, uh, one hit is better than no hits. We won 101 on one games bullshit. I was like, I'm going to, he's in Australia. I was like, I'm going to swim to Australia and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> um, uh, but the deadline for me is if you look at this, you, the way Nimmo played center field this year, which was unbelievable considering mm-hmm. he was basically not a competent center fielder at any point in his career. He goes, he goes to being a gold glove center fielder this year. Um, and then you get Marte, uh, hitting two and, and doing it well. I mean, the, the bottom line with Starling Marte is he should probably be hitting five the whole year instead of hitting two the whole year and put McNeil there. But like, whether that's lefty, 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 righty, I don't know what Buck's strategy with that is, but they win 101 games. Now, this is your lineup. It's Nimmo, who gets on base a ton, is a is a great leadoff guy and is playing a gold glove center field. Then you got Marte. Then you got Lindor, who's an MVP candidate. Then you got Alonzo. Then you got McNeil. Great. Perfect. Like, you really can't ask for a better top five for if you're the Mets, if you're a Mets fan. I mean, you you could. You could have Juan Soto. Could. I think you could have a, ask for a better top five than those. I mean, I think... I think, uh, you know, the Dodgers have a better top five. I think the Braves probably have a better top five, you know, um, Yankees probably, I don't know. Oh, but what I'm saying, what you're, what you're working with in baseball, like it's pretty good. You got it's two pretty good. It's you got a guy who hits a hundred. You got a guy who has 130 RBIs leads baseball. You got a, the, yeah. the, the, the major league baseball batting champ. You've got the guy who's second in the, in baseball and war in Lindor. You've but who not, are you who are you really afraid of in that of those five guys? Who do you really fear? I mean, you should be afraid of Lindor, Lindor and, and Alonzo. Alonzo. Yeah, and but I, those I, other guys, I don't know if they strike fear in my heart. Well, you know I mean? listen, Jeff McNeil won the outright batting crown in baseball. Like, okay, but I don't know what else. Jeff McNeil's pretty fucking slappy, you know. Yeah, he doesn't. Is it you know like which is why? Which is my point he probably shouldn't be hitting five for you at any point in the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a top of the lineup guy or a seventh hitter. Um, and, 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 but that's, that's a, again, is that a righty lefty thing? I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, my issue with the Mets is that at this deadline, they don't go and get, and, and to start the year even, you, if you have a legit lineup, your DH should probably be in that top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoever that may be. Like a Josh Bell. <laughs> right? Like if you have a, if you have a um, platoon DH, 
it's like you have two quarterbacks. You don't have a quarterback, right? right? You know, they didn't platoon Edgar Martinez when they're, they're facing a righty, you know? Right. You know? Um, which yeah. is why J.D. Martinez sits out there at the deadline, which Josh Bell comes along with a Juan Soto if you get him, which all these guys, that's the problem is you maybe don't strike fear with your top five, but like you kind of do, but also you have an opportunity where you're sitting with a position in your lineup. That's just a hitter. Mm-hmm. This guy just has to be able to hit and you don't go and make a move for those guys. Any of those guys. I mean, then, I think then that, that takes you to six. Then you have Eduardo Escobar who played great and was played a great third base. And had a great month last month of the season, but up and down was very, 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 very streaky throughout the year. Yeah. But also, but also if you have a, a, a guy who's your, you know, in your lineup where you don't have to, I mean, Jeff McNeil moved around from second base to third base to left field to right field the whole season. Jeff McNeil could be starting at third base for you the whole season. Or second base through the whole season, and you could have your Guillaume, who you love, hitting ninth in that yeah. third base spot. If you have a DH, and if you have a catcher who can fucking hit, you could even have Eduardo Escobar hitting ninth for you the whole year and let him be streaky. But you can't ninth. have Nito and Escobar. It can't be a black hole down there. Right? Because no. look at what the Padres did at 789. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got. They've got three guys in that lineup that are absolutely strike fear in your heart. But my point is, if you take the Mets lineup as is, forget Juan Soto. Forget Juan Soto. Now, had you gone and gotten Juan Soto, as everybody thought you were going to because you have all the money in the world, and you get Josh Bell, great. Like, you're fucking set. But forget Juan Soto. Forget that. You got you to gotta trot out Marte. And uh, Nemo and Canna or McNeil or whoever. Okay. If you have a DH and you have a catcher who can hit, you can put all the rest of those guys out there and you have a stacked lineup. You need at least two more guys in that lineup. There was, I mean, like Mark Hanna's a good player, but Mark Hanna really on a great team should be your first guy off the bench, you know? A guy who gets 300 to 400 at bats, but it's not like an everyday guy. You know, like you should have got Contreras. Right. You know, J.D. Martinez, exactly. There's a lot of guys out there. And uh, you guys. And Robertson, who goes to the Phillies. And Contreras, who goes nowhere. And J.D. Martinez, who goes nowhere. And Soto and Bell, who go to the Padres. Yeah. Any combination. Who did two, you did you not want to give up that catcher? Uh, I mean, they, yeah, I think that they did or not that, want to give up that catcher. But also, look at what the Padres gave up. They didn't give up their top prospect. No. no. And I don't think they signed him long term. Not yet. And maybe won't. Yeah. Well, maybe you guys, maybe you guys sign him. Right. But my point is that was the thing: is you went all in. You gave Max Scherzer forty five million. Right. Why didn't you make the deadline moves? That's my big. That's my big. No, Mets, no, no. I agree with you. I agree. That's my you big Mets criticism. You win halfway, basically, as a, and, if you're a New York Met. And my but my buck criticism is simply, 
he overmanaged himself when it came to that brave series. You just got to win one game. Who cares what order your guys pitch in? Keep the same fucking pitching staff. I actually think, like I said, you had a DeGrom who was not pitching well before that. Um, just leave him in their spot in the rotation. You All you do is exactly what the Mets did in this series by forcing him to go first in that series when you're not, when it doesn't fucking matter. All you're doing is giving them some sort of crazy confidence boost if they manage to beat him in game one. Now they're fucking jived up. The same way the Padres got super boosted by beating Max Scherzer in game one. Max Scherzer, who they well, cut out there. Whoever in- wins game one gets the super the, the super boost. You know? I mean, I thought, I still think you go with your best dude game one no matter what. Now, I mean, we talked about this and we were like, we weren't really sure what was going on with DeGrom, if he was hurt or not. Or he needed, you know, an extra day's rest or whatever. He looked good, you know. He didn't look like uber untouchable LeBron, uh, LeBron Degrom, but he certainly looked a lot better than than Scherzer. But I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. If you really look at it, you know, if those are your top three guys, you really only had Le- uh, Degrom. You know, I mean, who else were you really counting on? You brought in Edwin Diaz down four nothing, like. Well, but that's and and that's the thing. It's like honestly, Max Scherzer, as I said on Dirty Sports, I mean, he chipped away at my sort of ingrained hatred of him prior to coming to the Mets, mm-hmm. and then he took it all back in one thing. I mean, I they did him no no, you know, they gave him no help by trotting him out there in the black jerseys, looking like you know the fucking whatever. What did we say? What did we say? But also. I mean, Max Scherzer's like the last couple of years has been fraudulent, fraudulent seven runs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's beatable. The thing is when you went to win these fucking the win the world series, man, you got to be so stacked because you just don't know. You just don't know who's going to, who's going to like play well and who's going to stink. And you just got to be completely stacked up or, you got to come in blazing hot. The, the 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 frustrating part of this is Max Scherzer doesn't even put up a good enough performance where you feel like, hey, let's battle with you, Darvish. Who is listen? You Darvish is. You Darvish is pretty good. I, I thought you guys gave away some at bats in that in the you Darvish game, like whereas in the the Musgrove game, I don't think you know the you Darvish yeah. thing is that you Darvish is good or he's terrible. He's great or he's terrible. He's not usually mediocre. Right. We got we got good you Darvish, but we didn't battle because what were we battling for? We were down seven nothing before the fucking fourth inning came around. Right. Because right. Max Scherzer can no longer. I mean, he missed a lot of the year. He didn't have all the innings he had on his arm, which is what I said the whole year. Oh, maybe in the long run this helps if you win the division and he's rested and whatever. I just think the guy can't pitch into October at this point. I mean, he is, he's old, man. He's at least 38, 39 years old. I think he's upper thirties. You know, I don't know if he's a shot fighter, but um, he certainly wouldn't, you know, he's not Verlander. But isn't the whole point of this Mets thing? Like, you know, you're not getting three years of good Scherzer. Yeah. So you got to I mean, win. You got to yeah, win. Yeah, you got to win. And I also don't think you can be overly dependent on the guy. I mean, you know, this is 
uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. But uh, like he's a guy at the end of his career. He's not ascending. You know, Degrom is ascending or at his peak. You know, um, Scherzer was probably ascending in two thousand fourteen. Let's be real when he was with the Tigers or you know Nationals. So, I think you're right. The Mets needed to do more. They they need some hitters, man. You need some more hitters. And I think it sucks. I think it sucks. It's just like going off what happened to the Giants last year, 107 wins. Like winning like a crazy amount of games and then losing the playoffs is a special kind of hell, you know? Because oh, it's it feels like such a waste. The thing that is frustrating going forward as a Mets fan is you have a million free agents. They're all the guys you want to keep. <laughs> They're all the guys that like you're like, oh Who's the no. free agent. Well, DeGrom, Bassett. Okay. Nemo. Uh Diaz, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the guys who are locked up are Scherzer for two more. Lindor, Alonzo, I believe. Mm-hmm. Alonzo, I believe, isn't locked up, but still has, uh, you know, it isn't due. He's still he on is, his rookie deal. Kind he's of. controllable. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, listen, Alvarez is the catcher. Nice year. You pencil the big. He can fucking hit. He's in. You didn't give him up. He's the number one overall prospect in baseball. There goes Thomas Nito, Tomas Nito, and. James McCann, get fucked, stay fucked, goodbye forever. <laughs> you signed a grunt. You sign Edwin Diaz. You go the fuck after uh, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, all the guys. Try to get all the dudes. Try to get Carlos Correa. You know? The only... So, here's the only thing that... Uh, the only maybe maybe potential takeaway is this a bad enough loss the way it happened with the uh Braves catching us and the San Diego debacle where Steve Cohen's like I'm getting Aaron Judge I'm getting Juan Soto I'm getting both of them. Like, I mean, I I hope he doesn't feel like he's done enough. You know, like the, I think the worst thing that could happen to you is him. Like, well, I tried, so uh, fuck this. Um, not spending any more money. That's the, that doesn't seem to be his mo, according yeah. to the folks who know him. So yeah, I hope he goes for it. You know, I hope you know, he, you know, I hope you get Aaron Judge. If we don't. I hope you get I hope we burn the black jerseys forever. Yeah. And if we have to if we have to burn somebody in them, burn Max Scherzer in them for not showing up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I said and I said this on Dirty Sports. They showed him in the bullpen not warming up, just like the red light on a camera's on and he's staring it down for like two full minutes. And like, it was like ESPN was like, why are we still showing this? And then he's essentially so- low fiving, uh, non-existent fans coming he- out to practice. Like, and then, and then like the director of ESPN's like, you can't, I can't cut away until he stops fucking mean mugging us. 
<laughs> but it's still going. And they're like, but why are we still showing it? Let's just cut away. He's like, I can't. He's having a staring contest with a fucking camera. <laughs> Warm up. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems pretty fraudulent, dude. It seems pretty. Well, fraudulent. I'll tell you what's fraudulent. At this point, the Dirty Slides podcast is fraudulent. We went 0 for 4. We went 0 for 4. And you know what I'm thinking now? I'm Costanzing the rest of these uh, picks. I'm going against my instincts. Like, my instincts are that the Dodgers beat the Padres 100 times out of 100. But I'm picking the Padres. Okay. Yeah. My instincts are that uh, the Braves kick the shit out of the Phillies. So I'm picking the Phillies. Okay. Like, my instincts were that Aaron uh, or Nolan Arenado is a great third baseman. And that the Phillies can't pick up a ground ball. Well, who couldn't pick up ground balls? Fucking Nolan Arenado. So what the fuck do I know? So I'm picking... The Phillies, the Padres, the Guardians. I'm low-key rooting for the Guardians to win the World Series because everybody in Cleveland hated the Guardians. Name change. And uh, who's playing? uh, Seattle's playing the Astros? Yeah. Well, then obviously Seattle's going to win that. (laughs) Okay. Rank in order from top to bottom, from from least want to see the win the World Series to most want to see the win World Series? Because I'm assuming yours at this point is the Philly. They, you don't want to see the Dodgers win. No, it's Dodgers are number one. Dodgers <laughs> number one. Dodgers number one. Are Padres number two because they're also in the West? No, I kind of want the Padres to win the World Series. I mean, yeah. because at least we'd be right about bringing back the Brown. Right. At least we would, would have brought in San Diego a championship for the first time in the history. Right. Of- Has San okay, Diego so, so, won so, anything in the, in the history of our lives? Mm, Padres never won a World no. Series. No, they went in like the, the early Clippers. 80s. Did the Padres win in the early 80s? No, they lost the World Series to the Tigers. Okay. They beat the Cubs. They lost to the Tigers. I, I'm, I'm Chargers that, never won. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so let's go eight to one. So eight is I the, the, the team you want to see the least win the World Series. Okay, so I guess it would be the Dodgers, the Yankees. Um, I guess I'll put the Braves there because they just won. Number six. The Phillies, because I mean it's still Philadelphia. Um. Okay, so those are my top four least. And then probably I'll put the Astros in the middle because just because of Dusty Baker. I, I want to see Dusty Baker win something. And then I'll go um, uh, Seattle, Guardians, Padres. Pod- so you're rooting for Padres. You're rooting for the Padres yeah. this one. Yeah, I'm rooting wow. for the Padres. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Padres Guardians World Series that no one will watch. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be the, it'll be the death of baseball, but fine. Not for us. Not for We're us. In. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the whole world would want to see Dodgers Yankees. Right. Uh, or well, I'm going. I'm going Yankees. Still number eight. Yeah. God damn it, Braves fans are making it really hard not to put them there. 
because yeah. they just. But I, I all I really for, like the Braves players though. For all the trouble Braves fans give me, I still do like hearing. I still do like that we've been eliminated, and you're still thinking about us. That does make me feel a little good. Yeah, there's there is some part of me, and I and 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 I figured it just must be Steve Cohen at this point. It just must be. No, dude, you're still a New York team, man. Like you, you're still a New York team. All those other teams love beating the New York team. Doesn't matter. So Doesn't is it matter. New York City? Yeah, it's New York City. You know, like people in in Georgia, they want to see your, you know, your, you Yankees have your comeuppance because you think you're so smart, your nose in the air. That's what I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's your obnoxious and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, what? Nah, nah. It's just dumb fucking poor people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. See, they don't, like, they don't like you making up the banking rules and all that. And and such. and giving a free passage to the slaves. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that. And, and thinking that the fact that some old Miss frat boy has cut his hair into a mohawk and put <laughs> war paint on is racist. <laughs> okay yeah. glad I, see i yeah, that's, that's what i said yeah and they're like no nah, it's not that i'm like all right well what is it then i was willing to hear them out yeah and they just said you're obnoxious yeah which i, I, I found hilarious that we knew i knew it wasn't oh, that i knew it wasn't that i, I think thought that's just, i think that's just code for they think you're jewish yeah yeah I, I i thought i thought the uh the real answer was just like there's just there's an insecurity about you know, their time is dwindling because this is just the way it works in sports. You know, the, when the, the Dodgers get bought, this is what happens when the Clippers get bought. This is what happens when the, you know, when, yeah. you, when the Mavericks get bought, this is what happens. And you get a big guy with a lot of money to come in and they, whatever. Yeah. Spreading it all around. Yeah. They don't like it. Even though they've had six stadiums in the last 20 years. Right. Like fucking Ted Turner's not rich. Yeah. I'm going eight Yankees, seven Braves, six Phillies, obviously. I mean, it's remarkable what the Braves fans have done that I'm now rooting for the Phillies over you. Uh, <laughs> five. I think it's the Padres now. Just I don't like Manny Machado. Don't you want to lose to the champ? Kind of. But also Manny Machado's face. And there's something on your ears, Joe Musgrove. We all know it. <laughs> and I don't even care. It's just I don't even care. You should put stuff on your ears. <laughs> Just don't act like you didn't. Joe Musgrove is a fucking dude. Just don't act like you did. Don't act like we we know what you did and you know what you did and everybody's fine with it. But just don't act like you didn't. Don't be like, well, now I'm mad. Because <laughs> you guys bothered me because you made me go through this whole charade. No, 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 no. We, you know what you did. We know what you did. It's all good. No one had a pro- no one had a problem with it. Buck was just trying to fucking make Buck it. Buck just did it too late. Yeah, he just did it too late. If you saw it early, should have said something. Stupid Manny Machado's face. Um, four, I guess is. I guess is the no. Sorry, we're gonna go Astros. Sorry, we're gonna go five. Is the Dodgers. Five is the Dodgers. Okay. Four is the Padres. Three is the 
the Astros. Two is the Guardians. One is the Mariners. Let's go, Seattle. Let's go, the Seattle Reds. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm now rooting for the Seattle Mariners. And you know why? A number of reasons. One, we root for the underdog. Two, unlike Braves fans, the fans in Seattle, they've they've come clean over the last few weeks. They've come hat in hand to my door with pies and, and forgiveness plates and said, we were wrong about Russell Wilson and you were right. <laughs> and I appreciate that. We fucked up. We were wrong. Turns out we were wrong the whole time and you were right the whole time. And I appreciate oh, yeah. that in a fan base. Mm. We all get in our own fucking, sh- we all smell our own farts a little bit. I mean, but now that Geno Smith's having a better season than Russell Wilson could ever imagine, suddenly it's not a fucking Pete Carroll problem. You know, as a Niners fan, knowing that Russell Wilson is such a fraud. Now, I mean, like, he's always been a fraudulent personality. But now, like, his game looks like it's gone to shit. It makes me feel terrible for all those times he beat us. Because that that wasn't fraudulent. We We lost to Russell Wilson. Yeah, you lost. Again, to Pete, you lost to Pete Carroll. We lost to Richard Sherman. Let's be real. Yeah, well, the, uh, the Legion. We lost days. Yeah, yeah, you lost to Bert yeah. Sherman and Chancellor. And Chancellor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. lost to Boom. Yeah, they yeah. lost to Pete Carroll can, a bunch of times. That I can too. live with. That I can live with. You lost to Pete Carroll a few times too. Yeah, I know that doesn't that doesn't feel good either. But uh, uh, yeah, that hurts. That hurts. But it is it this this whole Russell Wilson thing is is funnier and funnier and i hope it it continues like i hope he doesn't find his game i hope this really <laughs> i hope this really i don't i don't, this is this is this is this is the part of the conversation i won't even participate in in dirty sports <laughs> the finding or not finding of his game where's he gonna find his game what does that even mean i don't know dude he used to hit these he used to hit these throws you he know used to, he used to throw fucking he used to throw moon balls and that and this and guess what and guess what that's why Tyler Lockett definitely has a burner account where he shits on Russell Wilson. That's why DK Metcalf has a fucking burner account where he shits on Russell Wilson. That's where that's why every receiver it's ever played because they were like, I go up, I fucking I I high point the ball, I tippy toe two fucking feet in, and then people go, oh look at what Jesus boy did. He's like motherfucker. Yeah, what I mean, do? I think I think like. I think not that Doug Baldwin needs like apologizing to, but I think people should be like, Hey man, you're a lot better receiver. We gave you credit for Doug Baldwin is, is on Twitter. Fucking trolling Russell Wilson. He agrees. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> Doug Baldwin was a beast. So, so now I think Doug Baldwin's a borderline hall of famer. So Mariners fans, uh, I'm rooting for you. Guardians. Fans, I'm rooting for you. Shout out to Crypto fucking Rant. My boy Andy Ranta, who uh, gave me a Cleveland Guardians hat, which I said I would wear on the Dirty Sports or Dirty Slides this weekend. I will. I'll wear it on Thursday. I'll wear my... uh, I'm going to break out my Guardians hat and my Mariners hat. I'm rooting for basically any AL team over the Yankees. And then uh, after that, we'll slide into the the NL West, and then we'll go to the NL East, and then, of course, the dreaded Yankees. 
who we don't want to win because that's bad for baseball. <laughs> you, now you went, you're you're castanzaing yourself. Yeah. You I mean in, in your heart of hearts, you believe Braves, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, that's what but you're castanzaing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, mean, I, I can't believe I went 0 for 4. Now, I mean, like those series, they're three game series, and like a lot of shit can happen. These division series are still five games, right? Right, right. A lot of shit can happen. A lot of shit. Your underdogs, Vegas and otherwise, your mm-hmm. underdogs are the Phillies, the Mariners, the Guardians, and the Padres, the four teams that you have chosen. Who has the best chance of winning their series? Uh, the Phillies, the Guardians. I mean, besides Garrett Cole, who do you really fear in that Yankee? Oh, yeah. I mean, not Chester, Nestor, not Nestor the molester. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, Bieber is nice. Um, But so much home run ball. So yeah. much home run ball in the Yankees. And in that little park. Um and everybody so far in the playoffs, it's it's been home runs. It's been home yeah. runs that are scoring all the runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the right. I end. don't have a good rhyme or reason to think like all my underdogs can win these series. To be honest, no, I know. I like. No, what I'm asking I you is for, what I'm asking you is what yeah. real re, as a baseball analyst, not a guy rooting, not a guy right. predicting. As a baseball analyst, which of the four underdog teams do you think has the best chance? Of winning. Okay. And now this is going to sound crazy and people are going to accuse me of being a Giants homer and like an anti-Dodger. But I know the Dodgers have absolutely owned the Padres all year. Absolutely owned them. All the numbers say it's a vastly superior team to the San Diego Padres. But... I just think their starting pitching is without Walker Bueller is beatable. And now the Padres have some sort of momentum that they've gotten from the Nats. Fucking Joe Musgrove has some kind of wax, magic wax in his ear. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean that lineup, the Dodger lineup is insane, but it's been, you know, there's gonna have about six days off. Um, to cool it down. And like Urias is nice. I think Kershaw, to me, Kershaw is a five inning pitcher at best. Um, you know, this is really Goslin's first year as a as a dude. And um, if you ask me right now who's a better manager between Melvin and and Dave Roberts, I I go Melvin, you know. And it's a five-game series. I'm I'm actually looking at this, and I hate it because it's the Yankees. And I actually predicted the Yankees would not go far in the playoffs. And I actually predicted the Yankees would lose to the Rays. Mm-hmm. The Rays didn't get through. I think the Guardians have the least chance. I actually might agree with you. It's the Padres. You you like? I kind of like the Mariners in terms of they have this huge comeback win and they have some starting pitching, and it's a division rival, mm. and it's, you know, maybe they just have some fresh juju, but the Mar- the Astros have just been, I mean, 
they've been consistent the whole year. Like they've just been there. They've pacing, just been there. Facing the Dodgers pretty yeah. much the whole year. And then the thing is, I hate I, you know, people will say I'm a Braves hater, but I can't hate the Braves any more than I hate the Phillies or vice versa. But I actually kind of like the Phillies in the Braves series coming off of a two-game sweep of the Cardinals and feeling good about themselves. Plus, I think Zach Wheeler is probably the best pitcher in that series. You think so? Yeah. And Kennedy and and uh is it Max Freed? I think I think well, I think Wheeler's the best, has the best stuff of the best yeah. uh postseason style stuff. Um now I'm not all of a sudden saying, oh, Aaron Nola is gonna show up and be like his once great self or anything like that. But, and they might not see Wheeler until game three or something like that. But um, I mean, I if think- the Phillies catch the ball, if the Phillies catch the ball, they can be very dangerous. The thing they about can- the Braves is, is for all of the, the thing they, 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 they struggled against some of the better teams. They, mm-hmm. they feasted on the shittier teams and just like mm-hmm. never lost to the shittier teams ever. But, uh, you know, they struggled a little bit for a while. They, you know, had, a, I believe, a sub 500 record against like winning franchises. Um, but yeah, I th- I might be with you. It might be the Padres, which is crazy. The thing is, this is I think this is the best round of all the because like it's kind of like the divisional uh, round in the playoffs. There's there's still a lot of teams left. It's a five game series. Everything matters. Every pitch matters, you know, um, it's a, it's kind of a sprint, uh, compared to a seven game series, you know? And so this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I just feel like the, there's no way the Dodgers dominate the Padres again, even though they've dominated them all. Right. Right. You know, the Padres have been through some shit this year. You know, they lost, uh, Tatis. There's kind of some internal strife. They've uh, they've dealt with some adversity this year. There's like a point where they were like, you know, they were a huge favorite to maybe win the division, and they were just kind of hanging on for their wild card life. So, you know, and they got some momentum. So maybe I'm just hoping, but I kind of think it's the Padres. Um, did you? I want to go back to one thing on the Musgrove uh, mm-hmm. ear gate. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Andrew McCutcheon tweet? No, I didn't. What did he say? <clears throat> Here we go. I guarantee Musgrove has red hot on his ears. <laughs> Pitchers use it as a mechanism to stay locked in during games. It burns like crazy. And I don't know why some guys thinks it helps them, but in no way is it sticky. Buck it's is smart. Sticky. Buck is smart though. Could be just trying to throw him off. Andrew McCutcheon guaranteed Musgrove had red hot. Are we talking about Frank's red hot? No, we're talking about the red hot, like muscle rub, like it's icy hot, like icy hot, but it's like the next level up. There's like there's Tiger Bomb, T- Tiger Bomb. It's it's leveled up from that. There's there's uh, there's Red Hot, and then the level up from that is Atomic Bomb. Um, yeah. So I guess what he's saying is that he puts it on his ears, um, and it's 
it's so fiery that like you can smell it. It's it's there. It's a kind of a constant thing and it helps him focus, I guess. You know, it's definitely not sticky. Right. Definitely not going to help his grip in any way. It's more of a like a. I don't know, focus thing. It's interesting. It's kind of like if you try putting icy hot just right underneath your nose. Yeah. You know, you will definitely focus. You you think, you know, nothing but that icy hot. You're definitely focused on it. So I don't know. That that's interesting that he say that. Um that's funny because it's definitely not sticky. Right. It's not gonna help your spin rate. No I just found I just found that Ryan to be Penny says. I just found that to be fascinating that not only did Andrew McCutcheon say he had it, he guaranteed it. Yeah. I I believe him. You know, Musgrove's a big like scary dude and you know the little uh, red hot on his ears he's he's even scarier he feels like it gives him an edge the other thing about joe musgrove he's wearing an italian horn oh yeah joe musgrove italian uh, uh we don't cl- we no. don't claim him i just like to say that i like yeah, to say I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm not I'm, drafting him in the racial draft on behalf of uh, italian americans we we do not claim Joe Musgrove. I mean, how how are you going to go Musgrove, out there? Eh? Yeah, Musgrove. What are we talking about? I'm just going to look like looks Native American. He's got he's got three vowels in his name, but no A's or no I's. Early life, born in El Cajon, California. Santiago. Lifelong. Baseball fan originally supported the San Francisco Giants, became a Padres fan after the team was created in 1969. No, how yeah. old is Joe Musgrove? He's not. He's not that old. He was born in 1992. This is a Wikipedia. Um, oh, his dad became a Padres fan in 1969. Okay, I see nothing about their heritage. Yeah, Musgrove. Hey Joe, I must grow. We're not, we're not claiming him. All right, my my people, <laughs> I'm not having. I mean, I claim him. Yeah, maybe, yeah. If he, maybe if he had fucking Rayo's, you know, uh, Fra Diavola sauce on his ears, <laughs> it'd be a fucking different story. <laughs> uh, Red Hot, no soup for you. Which uh, which of these series we've ranked the series we've ranked uh, who we think we've gotten Laz's takes on who we think is going to win, uh, Costanza style. Costanza. We also got teams you're rooting for. Uh, which what's what's your like favorite series slash favorite storyline? Like what are we what's what's our number one thing? What game are you tuning into and why? Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I mean, like for me, like the Guardians, after years of getting shit about Chief Wahoo, the drunk Indian on their, on their, on their fucking hat, and the Indians, and then the whole city of Cleveland, like borderline rebelling, being like, we hate this, we hate the Guardians. Why do we have to change our name? I mean, anybody from Cleveland and I know hated it. And now them being the plucky underdog team with a legit number one guy and a legit MVP candidate and a bunch of like young stud players 
it just seems like that kind of thing can really get the city of Cleveland going. And it would be sweet to see them. It would be sweet for them to like love the guard, like come yeah, to love this, like, come hey, to love this team so much yeah. that they're like, fuck the Indians. Yeah, exactly. And this is the argument I was having a Bra- you know, Brave. I was saying a Braves fans, uh, you know, I was arguing with a, a one lunatic Braves fan that doesn't follow me or have anything that like, I don't know who this guy, he's just one of those many millions of Braves fans. that's so insecure about their team that they search Braves on the internet and then argue with random strangers. But he's like, how come you're not out there fighting racism? If the Braves, uh, you know, the Tomahawk chop is so racist. And I was like, Oh, I, I need to make this clear. I don't give a fuck what your racist franchise does. Like be <laughs> be racist like i live i'm from new york and live in los angeles like i'm gonna point at you guys and be like y'all are racist anyway whether you get rid of the chop or not now you're just telling me you for sure are and you're defending it so i'm just like i don't care what the braves do i didn't give a fuck what the indians did but the fact that they changed it now i'm rooting for you yeah I, but I didn't give a fuck. Like, you want to stay the fucking I never, Indians? I never Indians. found like the Braves, the like the name the Braves that racist, because it seemed like a compliment, you know. Um, yeah, it's the chop that's racist. It's the chop, and also it's unoriginal. It's Florida State's, right? You know, they stole it. That I, I'm more, I'm more concerned of the lack of originality than the actual racism of the chop itself. You know, because you can't even come up with your own racist chop. Right. You know, you got to borrow the Florida states. Um, also, like, I hated it because of those 90s Braves. Let's shit on my Giants. So, yeah. You know. Um, But uh, the Indians, the Indians, I mean, like, let's be honest. The, the Indians didn't call themselves Indians. We called them Indians. That's why it's a little bit racist. And Chief Wahoo is a perfect Indian. Perfect day to talk about this on Columbus yeah. Day, by the uh, way. Columbus, Colum- day. Columbus Day named them the, the Indians. Because yeah, he I mean, thought he was in India. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. we'll be rooting for the indigenous people and, <laughs> and the guardians. Yeah, the guardians. <laughs> I wish I wish the guardians made sense. But now I kind of like it that it doesn't. Well, but you know, but you know where the guardians comes from. No, I don't. Oh, so it it does make sense. And it's oh, it really does. it's really fucking cool. Okay. Uh, Lay it on me. There's uh there's these fucking bridge, these bridges, and it's actually the first shot you see in uh major league. There's these bridges, and they have fucking these like faces carved into them, and those are the guardians of Cleveland. You have to like pass through them to enter this city over this bridge. Oh sweet! Well, they're the, they're the, the yeah. So they're the Cleveland Guardians. They're the Guardians of Cleveland. Yeah, Wait. should have happened sooner. Right. Um. I mean, I don't know what they're guarding Cleveland from. Like, who wants Cleveland? But whatever. Yeah. They're guarding evil spirits. The Art Deco Guardians, carved into sandstone pylons on the Lorraine Carnegie Bridge, have stood guard over east-west traffic since 1932. The name comes from Wilbert Watson, the bridge's engineer, who wrote that the eight figures were meant to typify the spirit of progress in transportation. Well, great. I hope they win the fucking World Series. Be <laughs> properly named. Yeah. Yeah. After some, Go Guardians. After some bridge carvings. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. What else? What else do they need? You know, you know, I, w- I wish there was something more um, interesting about Cleveland than some bridge guardians, but that's what, that's what Cleveland has. So yeah. Great, you know? And uh, you know, it's like the Mariners, you know, there's the, there's the water out there. Those guys are going out, they're fishing, you know, yeah. they're trolling the sea. the sea. They're not trying to kill native Americans. That's not <laughs> what they're doing. And they're not trying to get the natives that have swam away. You know, they're not like dirty, filthy racist team. So I'm on board, board of you guys. It's not like the Astros who are named after, you know, the, the great uh, Houston uh, astronautical program. It's not like, you know, Apollo 13 was going to find planets that don't have different races on them, you know? <laughs> so it's okay to root for the Astros. <laughs> totally okay. Just can't root for the Indians or the Braves. Yeah. Sorry, Atlanta, Cleveland. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Just get a new, get a, be a, have an original racist chant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be a derivative. Speaking of the racist Braves, they uh, they locked up uh, Strider. Six-year, $75 million deal. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Strider, six-year, $75 million. And this is not because I hate the Braves. This is a... I would be asking this question if I were a non-Braves hating team, for hating person. Is there something fishy going on? Why, are, why do... Why do only Braves players sign team-friendly deals? Why are Braves players unanimously signing team-friendly deals and only Braves players signing? Well, I mean, this kid, I'm just assuming he signed this because he's a young kid. They have him under control for six more years. He's taking, instead of playing for 500 grand for the next six years, he's like, um, I'll be under control for six more years for 75 million, like kind of how the the Tampa Bay Rays do it. Right. But I guess my point is like every guy's got this option, but every agent everywhere is like, don't do that. Right. Why, why is this specifically? Like, I guess why is this specifically happening over and over with the Braves? Um, well, I mean, when's the last time the Braves got a like big time, big time free agent? Was it? Well, Greg got, was they, it got, like, they got Greg Olsen Greg? this, they got, they had signed Olsen this year for. Yeah, but they signed him for much less than the, what they would have signed Freddie Freeman for. Right. I mean, Matt uh, is not Freddie Freeman. I mean, he's a pretty good player. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess that it was a, but before that, I mean, they've been a kind of, uh, he signed a $168 million deal. That's pretty big. Eight but years, 168. Yeah, but that's not that big. Right. Like compared to eight years, 300. Bryce Harper, right? You know? Um, I guess they'd rather spend the money on building new stadiums every 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, feel, like I feel like, and I'm, and again, this is separate from my hatred of the Braves. I hate the Braves. I hate your fan base because you guys just have serious insecurity issues. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying this. I feel like we're two years away from a story about how like these guys are getting paid off the books. I mean, good if they are additional money. 
Yeah. Any any minor leaguer that has to go through the the terrible minor league conditions, leaving ten guys to a single bedroom apartment, I hope they're getting paid. Once they make it the big leagues, I hope they're getting paid tax free underneath the table. <laughs> I'm pro player, bro. I mean, I'm not against that. I'm just saying it's you it's know your it's money. Not, right. Um the last thing uh we want to talk about, I want to talk about is Araldus Chapman will not be on the Yankees playoff roster. Is he hurt? No. Uh he ineffective. It, he did not show up to a mandatory workout and the Yankees said, if he doesn't show up, he's not on the roster. And then he didn't show up. Mm. Um, so now he's not on the team. <laughs> I guess. I mean, let's be honest. Aroldis Chapman is a one pitch pitcher who gives up huge home runs in the playoffs. Right. So maybe the juice isn't worth the squeeze at the end of the day. Maybe he's doing some, maybe he's dog fighting or some shit. And they're just like, look, either show up, quit dog fighting, <laughs> or we're done. And he didn't. He's like, nah, I want to fight these dogs. I want to be like Michael Bick. Araldus uh, Chapman was scheduled to throw a live batting practice session and skipped it. Aaron Boodson ch- says Chapman has gone home to Miami. Maybe Araldus Chapman is not really interested in playing baseball anymore, dude. This from Bob Nightingale. Yankees pitcher Araldus Chapman said he would attend their mandatory workout if he if he definitely was going to be on their postseason roster. The Yankees could not give him that assurance. Chapman stayed home in Miami. The Yankees told him to stay there. His Yankee career is over. That seems suspect. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like the guy hasn't been very good. And, you know, or... You know, he hasn't been very good and he hasn't had a very good attitude. And uh, like I said, the juice isn't worth the squeeze to them, whatever that is. So they're like, you know, let let me see you throw 100 again, because if you're not going to throw 100, um, you're useless. You don't have a second pitch. And so you need to throw 100. And he's like, well, if you're not going to put me on the roster, I'm not going to play anyway, because he knows he doesn't throw 100. That's my guess. Well, I mean, if he was really good, this would be a question. Right. Right. If like he was shut down Araldus Cincinnati Reds, Araldus Chapman, like this is not a question. They'd be like, all right, yeah, you're on the roster. But it's obviously a question. And if he's only gonna throw a fastball and it's ninety-four miles an hour. Here's my thing with the rest of the teams remaining. I don't have a lot of managerial confidence in in any of them? Except Cleveland and... Edo, right? And Cleveland and uh, the Padres a little. Mm-hmm. And Astros? I mean, like, look, it's it's hard to have... I love Dusty Baker. Love the man. Think I mean, it's hard to have confidence in him. Yeah. But it's hard to have confidence in him... In a big series managing the bullpen. Yeah. You know? Bob Melvin had a lot of success for the A's, didn't win any playoff series. And we all know that Billy Bean really ran that team. And like the most interesting he did thing in that series was step out on a former pitcher of his that he knew the way he did it. Right. My thing with them, these manager, you man- know, 
However, these things with my manager, these manager matchups is like, even if the guard, like I have so little confidence in Boone that like, even if the guardians can't win that series, I feel like they can make it harder on the Yankees and it should be mm-hmm. um, Scott service. I don't know. Like, I mean, nice, I cu- nice couple games. But doesn't Scott service kind of seem to you like uh, a lot of these managers lately yeah. who just retired and is yeah. like, here, you're a manager now. Cause Braves like snicker, like, Oh, okay. You won the world series last year, but like, so Dave Roberts won it fucking two years ago. I'm like, I haven't seen anything that's making me think that you're like, there's, I don't have a lot of confidence in either of the managers in the Phillies. Braves Joe already take, take orders. Well, Joe, he's kind of an old school manager, right? He's well, like, Joe, Joe Girardi's long gone. Joe Girardi. Oh, shit. oh, he's not the manager of Phillies. Who's no, Joe Girardi got fired in the middle of the season. It's Rob uh, Thompson. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, they hired a new guy who just got a contract extension. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so we don't really know much. And then you got Melvin and fucking Roberts. I mean, those guys, I think those guys take it's crazy orders. for, I mean, to think about this, there's, there's eight teams left. I've uh, like, I've maybe the third most confidence in Dusty Baker. This is where we are in baseball right now. All right. This is why I think, like, yeah, Tito. Tito's probably the best manager left, and it's probably not close. You know, if Dusty Baker's third, I mean, he's got he's got probably the most playoff experience of anybody. Maybe him and Tito are probably tied. Tito's been in the playoffs forever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, good for the Guardians. Yes, let's go. You're, you're not right. Ra- you're not a racist team anymore. You got yeah. T. We do claim Tito. We claim Tito. You know. <laughs> yeah, Francona for sure. For sure. Well, Laz, uh, that's our uh, that's our thirty slides preview. Thirty slide division map. series. Uh, let's go Guardians. Let's go Padres. Let's go Phillies. Let's go Mariners. I am I am rooting for, I mean the Phillies Braves. I'm rooting for ISIS, uh, manager Mariners Astros. I'm rooting for the Mariners, but I think the Astros probably win. Yeah. Uh, Guardians Yankees. I'm rooting for the Guardians, but I think the Yankees win. But I think it could be fun. That could be a fun series. I think Pad- Padres Dodgers. I'm I don't I don't really know who I'm rooting for there. I guess it doesn't matter, but because I'm rooting for whichever one of them to beat the Phillies Braves. But I actually am with you. I think the Padres. I, I mean, part of me is hoping. Part of me is definitely hoping, right? But I just don't. You just get that. Like, if you're a Dodgers fan, don't you just like have just a little bit in the back of your mind? Like, here's let me say. Let me say one last thing about. We handled this team all year. Let me say one last thing about the yeah. Padres Dodgers series. I hate Manny Machado. I hate his face. <laughs> he's been known to be dirty. Mm-hmm. I hope he, I hope he breaks Trey Turner's legs because, <laughs> because fuck you guys, fuck you guys. I hope this whole, I hope you get Trey dirt. Turner had nothing to do with that. Shouldn't have fucking gone to the Dodgers. <laughs> don't, don't break my short, my next year's shortstop's legs, Manny. I need that guy. Who's the fucking second baseman for the, for the uh, Dodgers these days. Break uh, somebody's fucking legs. Yeah, break somebody's fucking legs. Be yeah. dirty. That way you could just keep being dirty. And I was just like, yeah, we all know Manny Machado is dirty. That's why no one likes him. Yeah. And then the Dodgers get a little bit of fucking payback. Yeah. Although, like, that's the I like thing. Trey Turner, by the way. 
Yeah, I don't want anybody to break his legs. I don't want anybody to break his legs either. But also, karma's a fucking bitch. Yeah, that's the other thing that's working the Dodgers' uh, favor is that Manny used to play for him and was a bit of a cunt with him, you know. But, you know, cunts get revenge sometimes. Yeah. Well, as uh, everybody can come see us this Sunday at yeah. uh, McDuff's Pub in South Lake McDuff's Tahoe. Pub. We're going we're gonna to play some charity golf on Sunday. Then we're going to go to McDuff's Pub and do a four-man show. Me, you, Can't Pete wait. Cestaro, Dennis Gubbins. Four white dudes who played golf doing comedy. Four white guys. Follow uh, us, uh, Dirty Slides, on uh, Twitter. Guys, we're going to keep rocking and rolling on these all playoffs long. So you should be tweeting at us so we can get your... We, you guys can slide into the DMs and the mentions, and we yeah. can, and and we can do it because honestly, so far, there's no way good. we can go zero for eight. There's no way, right? Yeah, so I I didn't even make a prediction on this one because I'm so shook. But uh, <laughs> but the only people who have tweeted at us since the last episode was you, the dudes you're excited for: J Ram, J Rod, Acuna, Bryce, Trey Turner, Judge, Johnny B, Baker, and yep. of course. Joe Musgrove. 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 So that's saying tweet at us. We're at Dirty Slides on Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We can use some more reviews. So tell us what you think. Follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Come see a comedy show, JoePrano.com forward slash show, specifically if you're in Nevada or the Sierra area of uh, California. Come see us at McDuff's on Sunday. Uh, Laz. Where can everybody find you in the Venice? At Andy Lazarus on Instagram and Twitter and at Venice Gaze on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Yeah, come check us out at McDuff. Guys, uh, that's our show. Uh, Before we go, though, I would like to add, fuck everybody in Philadelphia, fuck everybody in Atlanta, fuck everybody who roots for the New York Yankees, and fuck the fibulas and tibulas of all Dodgers infielders. Fuck them!